Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. So, big media stories in play, and the colossal lawsuit against Fox News and Newsmax is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So let me just run down this whole thing to put it in perspective, which none of the media does because they hate Fox News and by extension Newsmax, which are primarily now conservative news agencies. On November 7, 2020, Donald Trump lost the presidency by 7 million popular votes out of 158 million casts. Very close, okay? In fact, so close that in the swing states of Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin, those three states, Trump lost by just 44,000 votes, okay? Less than 15,000 in each state. If he had won those votes, it would have been a tie in the Electoral College. Okay, if he had carried Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin, it would have been a tie. And there were other states like Michigan and Pennsylvania, which were dubious to say the least. So immediately, charges of fraud in the election emerged. Y'all remember that? It was a tremendously uh, intense story. Now, as a journalist, I listened to those charges as any responsible journalist would. Okay, I mean, if you're going to 
and the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump, was heading this fraud in the election. So the Trump people put out spokespersons like Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, a number of others to whip up, all right, anger about the election. And they wanted it overturned. It was, if you remember back then, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane. Now, I covered this story fairly. And I watched as Justice Alito, who has oversight for this Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, signaled to the Trump administration he would consider evidence of fraud in Pennsylvania. That was a key for me as a journalist. I'm watching Alito. But the Trump administration had to present the evidence to him. They did not. They had an opportunity. They did not. I knew then that it was over because the only body that could overturn that election or put a stay on it was the Supreme Court. That was it. There's no other mechanism in this country. So I knew it was over in, I'd say, the middle to uh, end of December, all right? But again, I'm giving the Trump people time to accumulate information about fraud, which is a fair thing to do. I also knew that much of my audience believed there was fraud because that's what a lot of people wanted to believe. Fox News and Newsmax were doing a little bit, taking a little bit different approach. They were promoting the fact that there was fraud because that's what their audience wanted to hear. Now, Fox pulled back a little bit, but Newsmax did not. And so Fox began losing viewers to Newsmax. Okay. Then we come to January 4th, 2021, when the vote certification process, which would put Biden into office, gets underway. Here's what I said. Go. All right, so let's begin with Wednesday uh, on the vote certification. Um, The Electoral College puts Joe Biden into the presidency. Now, there are millions of Americans, literally, who believe the election was a fraud. Now, there is evidence that there were fraudulent things that took place. There's no question about that. All right. But the court system is not going to overturn a vote unless the evidence is incredible, vivid, beyond any doubt. And that has not been produced by the Trump administration. Now, after I said that we lost a lot of premium members who are the lifeblood of this independent news organization. We don't have a corporation here. It's my corporation. And after I said that, which was absolutely 100% true, people just canceled because they did not want to hear it. So we went forth. We still prosper. But I had to say what was true and put that above profits. 
Unfortunately, the corporate media does not do that. And so the charges of fraud by the Dominion voting machine outfit were broadcast without any backup. All right, you heard them all. You heard it and heard it and heard it. Now, I wouldn't put on Rudy Giuliani or Sidney Powell because I don't put on people to talk to you unless they have some credibility. We, when they called us, we said, we're happy to put you on, but you got to give us something. Can't just be speculation. We don't do speculation here. Okay. So then on January, um, let's see, uh, March 26th, 2021, Dominion files a lawsuit against Fox News Channel, $1.6 billion, which is going to be heard next month. $1.6 billion. They also sue Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, uh, my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, OANN, and Newsmax. They sue them all for defamation. Okay? So they defamed the Dominion Voting Systems Corporation, hurt their business, and that's where the lawsuit is. So last week, all right, Dominion releases its case to the public. And you heard it, I'm sure. You guys are are alert. You follow the news. You saw it. You heard it. I read the entire 179-page brief because I know all these people at Fox. All right? So I read it, but I also knew that none of the accusations by Dominion have been cross-examined. So while NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, all of them, 100%, took those allegations as truth, I didn't because they have to be challenged. Okay? That's what journalism is. You are skeptical even if you don't like the person on the other end. And I'll get to Don Lemon in a moment. This is another example of that. Okay. So Fox News is embarrassed because all of these emails and everything goes out and all that, but there's no context to it. There isn't any context to it. What is true, and I know this to be fact, is that Fox was worried about Newsmax. And it wasn't going to get skeptical about the charges of fraud because they thought they would lose audience to Newsmax. That's true, 100% true. So rather than doing what I did, Fox continued along the lines of fraud, but and they didn't put the fraud accusations in perspective. All they had to do was that. It wasn't even hard. If I had been there at Fox, that never would have happened. The whole thing never would have happened because it's not hard to do that. You can hear opinions if you provide context for them. You can't use an opinion as a fact. You can't say Dominion was a fraud. And it has been proven that Dominion wasn't a fraud. There weren't any machines throwing votes to Biden. It didn't happen. But there was fraud, and I'll get to that in a moment. Now, once again, once again, this election was so close 
that the people who voted for Trump, most of them wanted the 44,000 votes that decided it to be scrutinized. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I wanted them to be scrutinized. And it turns out Arizona did it, Wisconsin did it, Georgia did it, and it came back, no fraud. Still people don't believe it. And you are entitled to your opinion. Trump doesn't believe it. Trump still believes he got hosed. Now, what was the real fraud? And this is, this is really the kicker on this whole thing. Mark Zuckerberg, all right, the Internet guy, the Facebook guy, pumped $400 million into the Center for Tech and Civic Life and another organization to electioneer. Where did that money go? $400 million? Georgia got 45, Pennsylvania 25, Michigan 17, Wisconsin 10, Arizona 5. For what? Where did that money go? That's a colossal amount of money. It went to people who, quote unquote, got out the vote. What does that mean? Did they pay for votes? That's the scandal. If anything... That's what the federal government should be investigating. Not this dopey, speculative Dominion machines from Venezuela did. I mean, it was insane. So what happens now? The trial is in April. Um, A very well-informed friend of mine thinks Fox is going to win that trial. um, Because Dominion won't be able to show malice. Okay. Opinion isn't malice, unless it's, it's a real tricky line here legally. I don't know. I don't know. But in the court of public opinion, Fox News is already lost. Because the discretionary viewers are hearing all this. These are the people that might go in, might not. Now, the Fox News viewers, they're going to stay because they got nowhere else to go. They got nowhere else to go, all right? And they'll stay because a lot of them don't even mind (laughs) that the uh, fraudulent charges didn't pan out. They wanted to hear them. People believe what they want to believe. I don't think that this is going to affect Fox News ratings, okay? I think they'll stay. But as far as journalistic credibility is concerned, if anybody even cares about that now, remember, as I wrote in the message of the day, the... Corporate media ran wild with Russian collusion and Trump was responsible for the violence on January 6th. They ran wild with that. Okay, they said it was a fact. Both cases turned out to be false. And that it's the same thing. News organizations not checking anything out, putting on stuff that turns out not to be true. And stating it as fact, how many times did you watch these pinheads? Oh, Trump is in bed with Putin and colluding. And, uh, and Trump, he caused that riot at the, at the Capitol. And I, I mean, how many times do you hear it? Thousands. And now these same people are going after FNC on the fraud. Staggering. It's an amazing story. 
It's going to change the whole media landscape in this country, which needs to be reformed desperately. And this is self-serving, but if you stay with me, I will never mislead you. All right? Never. I don't care about the money. I care about honor and honest reporting. And that's a memo. So I asked Brent Sadler, who is a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation, um, and he follows uh, these things very closely around the globe, uh, to come on on and give us what he knows, how he knows it, and what he thinks. Brent, thanks for helping us out. So Putin, um, can you put him into context for us today? Yes. Uh, well, I think also a little context on the Russian people, a little insight that, that I think will go a long way. Uh, Putin, of course, I mean, this speech that he gave is classic Putin, and, you know, hours long, covering a lot of histrionics to, to rationalize his position. And quite frankly, a lot of it most Russians grew up with and kind of it resonates with them, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that most Russians still support Putin as their leader. There is a growing animosity and I'd say fear of where he's leading Russia. Uh, just to give you some some what reality is for, for Russian males, notably because they especially are of age of being conscripted into the military. If you go out of your house or your apartment to go to the convenience store or to go out and meet friends for a coffee, uh, you're liable to be visited by Russian police who may issue you a document and you have 24 hours to report to the police station and eventual recruitment to be moved off to fight in Ukraine. And so you've got people holed up inside their houses or those that had the wherewithal have vacated the country long ago. And so there's this fear that's, that's permeating throughout Russian society right now uh, and also apprehension about the direction. They don't know where this is going to lead and they feel increasingly that Putin is acting out like a cornered animal. And, and that's very dangerous. Now, there are some that speculate that he could collapse and there'd be a new regime or that Russia would fragment. I'm not in that camp. I don't see anything that would indicate that. But when it does happen, it'll be quick. It won't be something they'll be able to predict. Uh, and I would probably be triggered by failure on the battlefield, rather significant one. So if his winter offensive stalls and looks like abject failure, which the odds are it could, um, because he's throwing more conscripts into a meat grinder, he may find his support, his powerful supporters, his oligarchs, may turn on him. And then that could end in a palace, palace coup. And you might see a change of regime in only that circumstance, I think. All right. Well, the military would have to do it. Um, the Russian people don't have any power at all uh, because the centralized government out of Moscow with a big, strong secret police um, that if you get out of line, they come and take you away, as uh, Buffalo Springfield once sang. Um, so the, the people are afraid. Um, but I hear that the sanctions uh, have really hurt the ability of the Russian people to live day by day. Is that true? It's bit, a bit, bit more nuanced. I'd say most Russians, before the war even started, really didn't live a real uh, international lifestyle. They didn't have access to a lot of the Western quality items. It's really the, the upper middle class and the upper class in Russia, a small portion of the population, that we've become familiar with, the globetrotters, the ones spending big spenders. That's a fraction of the Russian population, but the vast majority of Russians living in rural uh, Siberia or in, across Russia, they don't have any access to that. They certainly don't have access to international news. 
They have only what they've been told by their government or their local uh, uh, authorities. And, and so quite frankly, their lifestyle hasn't been changed too much. But what I will say is it's unavoidable for most of those Russians even to pass by the graveyards and not see large numbers of fresh graves. It's another site that's become far too common. It was something also that happened during the Afghan experience of the late Soviet Union. And so to say public support is a foregone conclusion, uh, I'm not so sure. Okay. Now, in Russia itself, you have a uh, peasantry that's 80% of the population that live, as I said, pretty much from day to day. They're dependent on the government. Putin still has money because other people buy his oil and, and things like that. But in the battlefield situation, from what, again, it's very hard to get accurate reporting because the Ukrainians not going to give you accurate reporting and the Russians aren't going to. So now we depend on other you know, agencies that are there. But it looks to me like Russia now is flooding the zone with bodies. Putin doesn't care how many are dead. All right. And trying to push the Ukrainians back so that they'll basically negotiate. That's what I see happening. Do you see the same thing? I agree with that assessment. I think what Putin hopes to accomplish at the, at the minimum is that he forces Ukraine into a stalemate that they can't sustain and that they sue for peace at a negotiated solution that solidifies the gains that he already has made. The danger with that is it's only a pause. In a few years, we'll be back to open conflict again for some other excuse coming out of Moscow. Uh, but that seems to be what he's setting up as his low bar for success. Yeah, of course, his upper bar would be to break. Yeah. He's got 20% of Ukraine now. Um, but it looks like that this guy is, uh, you know. But again, he believes that he is impervious to any kind of criticism or any coup. I think that he firmly believes it, even though he never goes out in public. You never see him. I mean, he's always surrounded by security and his uh, movements are very secretive. Final question for you. There are Americans who say, look, we have now uh, either spent or are going to spend a total of $150 billion on Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's driving our debt. It's, it's uh, hurting our economy. How much more can we do? When it comes to the dollars that, that we're talking about, that's actually ammunition and tanks and equipment that's going to fight the Russians. And that's actually, I think, money well spent. The, you know, Remember, the Chinese are watching and taking notes for a fight that really would be very costly to us, and that's one over Taiwan with the Chinese. And that anything that we can do that can deter or to send a message to Beijing that a war of aggression, trying to unilaterally change the borders, uh, of a country, of a sovereign country, is too costly to contemplate. If we fail in that, and we fail in Ukraine, and is the current test before us, we're going to have a much harder time with China. So the dollar value is really not the issue. It's the ability to produce munitions at numbers that the Ukrainians need. And we're learning a very sad lesson. Many of our European allies have walked away from their industrial capacity to produce munitions, as we have. And we need to fix that quick. That's a wake-up call for a, a brave new world that we're in that's very far too dangerous. Right. And so I, I set aside the dollars and look at the munitions production. Yeah, and it's cheaper if we can defeat Putin, far cheaper 
than allowing Putin and China to run wild because we'd have to spend a hundred times that to uh, contain them. All right, Brent, thanks very much. We appreciate it as always. So uh, the Canadian border, we got a lot of uh, Mexicans flying from Mexico City to Montreal or Toronto and then illegally crossing into the USA. I don't even know this, Um, but from October 2022, not so long ago, to now, the Border Patrol reports an 846% spike in illegal crossings from Canada into the USA, mostly Mexicans. Interesting. Um, In fact, in January last month, the Border Patrol saw more illegal crossings in the month of January than in the previous 12 January. So it looks like the cartels have expanded or doing some business up there in Canada. Easy to get into Canada. It's not a hard country to get into, uh, even if you fly in. Um, But anyway, you should be aware of that. And uh, again, I will tell everybody I will not go to Mexico, will not travel there because it is a corrupt country. And here um, is another example of the corruption But before I get to that, I want to tell you that yesterday the Biden administration announced new border restrictions to limit asylum claims. So and I don't think these are going to be enforced, by the way. If they were, they'd be in effect now. But the Biden administration is waiting to May 11th to put this in. It's so stupid. It really is just stupid. They think we're stupid. But you never even heard of this story, I'm sure, because the mainstream media didn't report it. So one of the rules is that migrants who illegally cross into the U.S. are ineligible for asylum. If they catch you here, you can't get asylum. That's tough. That is tough. Are they going to enforce it? I don't think so. Second one is that you have to, if you want asylum, apply in another country that you're in. So if you're coming up from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and you're in Mexico, you have to apply for asylum in Mexico. You can't just go through Mexico and apply in the USA. Okay, how they can even figure that out, I I have no idea. And unaccompanied children would be exempt. That's okay. I mean, if you got a kid walking up to the border, you got to take them in. Um, But again, May 12th, why not now? Why not now? Why, Why are we waiting three months for this? Why? Never an answer. All right. um, This is another demonstration of how corrupt Mexico is. A guy named Gennaro Garcia Luna was a top law enforcement agent in Mexico for about 10 years combating the drug cartels. He was convicted yesterday in Brooklyn of six related drug violations, international cocaine distribution, conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute cocaine, 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 cocaine. Uh, and apparently he made $100 million from the cartels, and um, now he could go to prison for life. So he was foolish enough to go to Miami, this guy, uh, Luna, and uh, once he left Mexico, who, which was protecting him, they know he's corrupt. Everybody, know, Everybody's there is corrupt. Everybody. Okay? It's, if you don't take the bribes, we'll kill your family. That's what it is. And you could be way up there in the government, they'll still kill your family. 
Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So. Anyway, he goes to Miami to, I guess, live large off his $100 million, and they arrest him, the DEA. They take him to Brooklyn. They try him there, and he's found guilty. Now, why would I go to Mexico and spend my money there as a tourist? Why would anybody do that? That'd be like going to St. Petersburg, Russia. Why would you do that? Hey, California, this is a great story. Well, California, last year, 2022, had a $100 billion surplus in money in Sacramento, mainly because of federal COVID aid. Remember, California is the biggest state in the union. So billions of taxpayers' dollars poured into California to help with COVID. They had a $100 billion surplus. You know what the projected debt is this year? $22 billion. They went from a $100 billion surplus to $22 billion in debt. <laughs> and Newsom wants to be president? So here's Newsom's excuse. I, I love this. So Newsom, and he had to announce to the people of California and everybody else, uh, we were 100, we had 100 billion, but now we, 
we're going to owe $122 billion turnaround. Here's Newsom's excuse. Quote, listen closely. We made historic investments to protect against the escalating impacts of a changed climate. Preparing for extreme weather, more severe droughts, floods, wildfires, while increasing support for first responders at the front lines, all the while ensuring our state was prepared for a downturn in revenues by building historic reserves. What do you mean? You don't have any reserves. You spent all your money on climate change, which is what they did. Now, how could you be this foolish? Okay. California estimated it would get the same amount of tax revenue it had gotten for the last five years. No. So many businesses and affluent people are leaving that state. Millions. Okay? That their tax revenues are way down. Same thing happened in New York. We're going to go bankrupt here in New York where I am because so many businesses are moving out. They're going, yeah, we're not going to do this. This is insane. All right? And they're going to Texas. They're going to Florida. going to Tennessee, the Carolinas, Nevada, Arizona, wherever it may be. It's gone. All right? That's what's happening. Biggest state in the union. I'm on uh, the Sid and Friends show on WABC Radio today, this morning, as I always am Thursday mornings. And you should listen if you get a chance. You can listen to WABC Radio anywhere in the world. And it's easy. Even I can figure it out. Just punch up WABC Radio live. And boom, you can hear it. Okay? So I'm out with Sid Rosenberg. Okay? Sid is number one in the morning, and Sid gives me a lot of credit for that happening. I'm not so sure that's accurate. I think Sid has done it largely by himself. Anyway, the subject comes to Trump versus DeSantis. Roll the tape. But we are setting up, especially with Trump's visit yesterday, if this guy really does jump in now once his police tour is done, what a behemoth battle between Donnie and Ronnie coming up, yes? Donnie and Ronnie. Yeah. I like right. that. <laughs> Weren't they a group in, uh, that was Paul and Paula, I'm sorry. <clears throat> hey, Paula. Um, Donnie and Ronnie. Yeah? Okay. I it that. would be. It would be a political event. Okay? It would be something. Yeah. If they go head to head, it's not going to be boring. Right? So I still don't know. I can't really advance the story. After I talk with the former president in three weeks, I might be able to give a little bit more insight because, I mean, I know Donald Trump's running and he's not going to drop out. Well, he's going to be in. DeSantis looks like he's running, and Sid referred to the police tour. He's going to the major cities to say, look, we've got to impose law and order here. All right? Um, it's out of control. So it looks like he's running. And if you put them against one another, now you would have in a debate Nikki Haley on the stage and there's another high-tech guy running. I don't know much about him. I'm looking at him, but uh, he doesn't have a chance. And there'll be a few other people that jump in. I don't think Mike Pence is going to jump in because he knows he, he can't win. Um, but there'll be a few governors, I think, that might but anyway, uh, I figured you'd like that clip, Donnie and Ronnie. I mean, the Paul and Paula reference was to a giant hit, Hey, Hey, Paula, featured in the movie Animal House. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, happy segment. Everybody wants to be happy, right? Don't you? I mean, it's a human condition. We'd all like to be happy because when we're happy, we're happy. Roll the tape. All right. Giant hit for Farrell Williams. So in England, um, at the University of Central Lancashire, um, a woman, um, a researcher named Laurie Douthwaite Walsh, came up with four things that human beings can do to be happy. And I figured I'd pass them on. First, move your body. Be active. All right. Don't just sit or sleep, or nap. Now, napping makes me happy, but I understand I got to get out there and move it. Okay, two, prioritize connections. This is, you know, dopey speak, to have friends. Keep up with your friends and family. That's important. That's called socialization, okay? Three, practice gratitude. That's a big one that you don't really hear about. If somebody does you a kindness, not only do you send them a written thank you, either in an envelope or in an email or a text, but you go out of your way to try to do something for them. It doesn't have to be right away, but practice gratitude. Very important. People remember that. And fine, spending time with pets. Now, I'm not so sure about this. I got a pet. Everybody knows Holly the Terror Dog. Uh, the marketing arm of BillOReilly.com, the uh, most spoiled dog in the world. Um, I don't know. I walk the Terra Dog a lot. The Terra Dog needs exercise, and so do I. So we're out there, and the Terra Dog has a nice life, and I like the Terra Dog. <laughs> the Terra Dog was originally a gift for my son, who wanted a corgi. Little did I know that if you buy a corgi, you have to buy the biggest vacuum cleaner on the face of the earth because the corgi sheds so much. I mean, it looks like Yeti is in my house. Okay. But anyway, the, a pet will enhance your life. I don't know about goldfish, but Holly is certainly a plus in the O'Reilly home. All right, NBC, let's continue our reporting on Andrea Mitchell. Now, I am proud of this. So on Monday, um, 
actually February 17th, all right, she said that Governor DeSantis in Florida didn't want to teach the kids about slavery. Roll the tape. What does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? Well, he didn't say that. So I was, and we, I, again, my staff did a search. The only one on television, the only one who called out Andrea Mitchell. No one else even on the conservative networks. I'm going, what's happening here? Now, the Washington Examiner did write uh, a story about it, criticizing Mitchell. So NBC panicked, and boy, they're in trouble over there. And they forced Mitchell to issue an apology, I guess. Roll the tape. In my interview last Friday with Vice President Harris, I was imprecise in summarizing Governor DeSantis's position about teaching slavery in schools. Governor DeSantis is not opposed to teaching the fact of slavery in schools, but he has opposed the teaching of an African-American studies curriculum, as well as the use of some authors and source materials that historians and teachers say makes it all but impossible for students to understand the broader historic and political context behind slavery and its aftermath in the years since. No, it's just gibberish. (laughs) Word of the day, gibberish. So DeSantis, uh, his people tweeted back, quote, once again, Andrea Mitchell is imprecise in her description because she relies on unnamed historians and teachers. Florida statute requires the teaching of slavery and its aftermath. We just know that queer studies has nothing to do with Jim Crow, unquote. Okay, and that's true. I mean, look, if you're going to teach African-American studies, you can't bring in activists. You've got to bring in historians because the activists are going to tell the kids the white people are bad and the slaves are responsible for the economic success of America today. What's, what slavery did and what happened back then dominated our whole country and the slaves are responsible for what the United States of America has become economically. I mean, now, if you're seven, you're sitting there, you don't know. So that's the activist position, the 1609 Project. It's ridiculous. I can't wait for you guys to read my upcoming book, Killing the Witches, because we get into this, all right, on, on how the young America, like we take you on the Mayflower, developed without any doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. We have, our research is so crisp here. But anyway, I know what happened. And I know that the activists are being ridiculous. And I know that Andrea Mitchell believes the activists and wants them in the classrooms. And I know that NBC News has no problem with Andrea Mitchell or any of this. And that's why I say they're the worst. Let's let's be honest. They're all bad now. You're not going to get the truth from any of them. You're not. And if you don't know that, there's nothing I can say. 
but NBC is the worst. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here is the final thought of the day. What are the most wicked cities in the United States? This is calling to Wallet Hub. Put them on up there. And for you on the radio, I'll read them. The most sinful states, I'm sorry, states, not cities. Nevada, well, we all know. California, Louisiana, that's New Orleans. Florida and Pennsylvania, the most sinful. Wow. Least Sinful. Wyoming, great outdoors. Idaho, same thing. New Hampshire, same thing. Vermont, same thing. Iowa, same thing. So wholesome outdoor activities. Indoor sin, outdoor you're okay. Now, what about sin? So it's never discussed unless you go to church, which few Americans do, or temple, um, or uh, mosque. Sin in polite conversation? No. Not discussed because if you mention the word sin, you're a zealot, a religious fanatic. Now, there is a portion of the Bible that makes it quite clear that we are all sinners. And that's true. Human beings are fallible. And, they, and they, even Mother Teresa and my mother, who was close to Mother Teresa, they bad things. Okay, but they tried not to, hard. But the concept of sin, giving in to evil, is almost obsolete in America. So people don't want to hear about it. And, according to the Christian faith, we're not supposed to judge individuals. That's the first stone, cast the first stone. Okay? We're not supposed to judge. So we can't, there goes a sinner right there. No, because we don't have the right to do that because we're sinners, see? So the concept of sin is almost gone. And that's a bad thing because right and wrong exist. Evil and good exist. That's why I'm right in killing witches. Under the banner of religion, these witches were executed under the banner of sin, demonic possession. It's crazy. But now, the relativism that the progressives embrace, nah. No, no. Whatever you want to do is okay. If you hurt somebody else, it's all right. As long as you want to do it, benefits you, go ahead. No sin anymore. 
Isn't that interesting? And it's true. I don't remember the last time I even heard the word uttered in conversation. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.